Hey, 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 it's your girl, Jenny Steele. It's Christmas Day and I am here to play you the most played back show of 2023 via Spotify. Before I do that, I just want to take the time out to shout out all of my guests because these shows could not happen without you. You have blessed us with your time, your knowledge, your experience, your expertise, your lived experience, and more importantly, solutions that people can go and play back each and every week on Spotify. So big, big thank you to you. I also want to big up Miss Amanda Starr um, from Young Black Shining Star, who has hosted with me Young Voices through the holidays in 2023. Shouts out to you, Amanda. Shouts out to Richie, um, who's behind the scenes. Shouts out to Reach London Radio Management. Shouts out to Reach London Radio team, the DJs, the presenters, um, everyone who's a part of the station. And shouts out to you, the listener. Yeah, you've shared, you've supported, you've commented, you've put guests forward, and we appreciate you. So here we go. Are you guys ready? I'm going to do top three. In at number three, Helen George and Dr. Yvette Brown. What is psychosis? What is schizophrenia? In at number two, Shocker, a section of my life. In at number one, Dr. Ron Dodsrow, what is PTSD? And he also gave us some of the research called The Life of a Top Boy, and it's real life top boys. All I can say is, you guys really, really enjoyed the six weeks of black men's mental health and well-being awareness because those shows skyrocketed on Spotify. The following went up, the listening went up, the downloads went up, and I just appreciate you so much. That was six weeks back in October, just the other day, literally where you guys, it just went off. So before I let you... Listen back to Dr. Ron Dodsrow. Have a little listen to this. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's your boy, Dr. Ron Dodsrow here. Thank you so much for listening to my interview on the Still Got It show. I'm hoping to be back in the new year to share my research and keep you updated with what's been going on. Reach London Radio. Broadcasting live. Download our app from your app store. Hey, 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 it's your girl, Jenny Steele. I am back, Diddy, back. Listen, we are on week three of Black Men's Mental Health and Wellbeing Awareness. I am just blown away by all of my guests. You know, I want to shout out to Helen from the Community Trauma Conference, Yvette. Shouts out to Shocker, who was with us last week, and we gave away two books. And I'm telling you now, there's going to be more books to give away. But we gave away two books. A week before, we gave away two tickets to the Community Trauma Conference. Aren't they lucky? Because they are worth £70 each. Um, Maybe there'll be more to give away over the coming weeks. If not, make sure you go and have a look at the Community Trauma Conference pages. They are on all of the social media uh, networks. You cannot miss it. 
today. Today, introducing Ron. Is it Dodds Row? I want to make sure. Let's do that. Is it Dodds Row? You know what? Big you up. I, I don't know how many people get that wrong. It's literally just look at it and it's how it looks. Do you know what? This is like, I'm getting really good. Because yeah. I remember a film producer, Femi Oyeniran, and I had done his name and he was like, yes, yeah, Jenny, yeah, yeah. what? It's a big moment. Listen, still. I try to just smooth. I'm so happy that I got that right. It's the worst thing when you got a guest and you say their name and they go, uh, that's not my name. Yeah. <laughs> so introducing Ron Dodsrow, I am, you know what? Yeah. I am happy to have you here. I like that. Um, I've been watching you growing growing (laughs) and I know you're going to be at the community trauma conference Mm. as well you are doing some massive work I know with some of our boys um, alongside Juvenis Mm. our sponsors so Ron you are clinical and community psychologist Whoa. 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 It's heavy, isn't it? Doctor on, you know. Listen. I can't throw the doctor in there. Listen. (laughs) Loving it. Absolutely loving it. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. And thank you so much also for just giving up your time to come and see us. this is important. Yeah, I really, really appreciate every single guest that that blesses us with their experience, their time. It's important um, that I big you up. I ain't got your flowers, but I'm going to give you some (laughs) imaginary flowers. I'm taking them. There you go. So bigging you up right here and now. Now, listen, Ron, tell us a little bit about you. Ooh, um, a little bit about me. Um, So, yeah, I'm a young black man, or I like to think I'm young anyway. Um, I've been the judge of that. (laughs) From Wandsworth. So, um, yeah, I'm a South Londoner, and that's a big part of my identity, you know. Um, So even kind of doing my training, my clinical psychology training, and now to be a doctor, I think it's very much been informed by who I am, where I've come from. Um, it was my birthday yesterday, so I'm hey, excited about that. I'm still in spirits. Yeah, on, I'm still on, still in big, big spirits. I was going to say 21, but obviously that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say 21 plus tax. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. I'll, I'll take that. 21 yeah, with tax. Yeah, 21 with tax. Yeah, come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like every t- since I've been striving to be a doctor in clinical psychology for about the last 10 years, it's been a very, very wow. long journey. It is a journey, isn't it? Long journey. It is a yeah. journey. I've looked and thought to myself, Oh, I wonder if I could but I'm just like I think I've probably left it a little bit because I know I'm a little bit older nah, you know, you know what it's never too late you know you I think I think people often assume that you need to be young to be a clinical psychologist you know what no? it is? it's the, the studying the studying is long yeah it's, long. it's the studying and yeah. I think for me I'm yeah. a little bit older than just a little couple of, <laughs> just a couple of years yeah. um, but I just feel like if you can yeah do it. It requires energy, I'll give you that. Yeah. Like physically and mentally, even yeah. emotionally, you know. Did you have to like buckle down? Yeah. You know, like take yourself away from... You know what, like I've always been somebody that I need to have a work-life balance. Yeah. So like I work hard anyway. Yeah. So I have to play hard. Yeah. So, so it, you it's matching. important. 100%. It's important. But you probably needed it. 100%. Because yeah. the, the, the level of studying that you've just done, that's that's quite a it's heavy. heavy. Yeah, very, do you know what I mean? Heavy. And then if yeah. you're doing the work at the yeah. same time as the studying as yeah. well you do need that balance so there was no way I wasn't gonna see my friends and go on socials and this and that yeah it had to be done yeah. no I'm glad you said that because I think sometimes when we I'm, I'm thinking about it and I yeah. thought about it and I'm like mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like it, it's just a lot and it you have lot. to yeah. be able to 
have that balance. Yeah, and I, I won't even sugarcoat that. It is very, very long. Yeah. I can't sugarcoat that at all. Yeah, but now, look at you. I'm here. I mean, come on. I made it. I you made did. It. <laughs> you made it. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. Congrats. Thank you. Because as you yeah. sit here now, you are saying, like, you're being real. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time, people say, yeah, I'm just studying this, studying that. <laughs> no one really talks about the work it takes, yeah, 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 the focus yeah, yeah. it takes. It's emo- I think it's more the emotion. It's emotionally and psychologically taxing. I think people <clears> kind of get to the other end. So the doctorate's three years, and people get to the other end and like, all right, yeah, it's done. But people don't really talk. I think people glamorize it a bit. It, it, yeah. it it's just like owning your own business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always tell people, listen. <laughs> <laughs> it might look shiny. <laughs> it looks great and it's amazing yeah, yeah, if yeah. you can, but yeah, it is not for everyone. Yeah, and it's the same thing. Yeah, there, there's a lot of glamour around quite a lot of things. 100%. But I'm glad that you're here to say, you know what? It was hard work, but it was worth it. Yeah, it was worth it, 100%. Now, why did you choose psychology? Um, ooh. So I've, I've always been interested about people generally. Mm. I've been interested about why people do the things they do. Yeah. I'm fascinated by the mind, people's behaviour. And actually from a young age, I've just always been curious. I've always been like... You even ask watch me, people. Watch, I'm a, I still <laughs> watch, watch people. <laughs> I still watch people. I kid you not. I will sit there and be like, what is going on there? Like, I... Dynamics really, really interest me. So the dynamics between people. And I guess growing up, that was always the case. I was always asking my mom, why are people doing that? Or this or that? And she couldn't provide any answers. Mm. Um, so when I got to, I think it was college, you know, when I got to college, um, I wanted to do psychology and my mum was, nah. My mum <laughs> weren't having it. <laughs> mum was not having it. But thankfully I did it. Um, but I did philosophy I did mad stuff philosophy sociology and psychology at college and my mum was fuming because she wanted me to oh come on an African woman back in the day with her experiences she wanted to be a doctor she wanted me to be a doctor a lawyer in fact she wanted wanted me to be an accountant because growing up I was really good with numbers but I was like mum that's not for me so during college I chucked in chemistry just for her to make her happy (laughs) honestly I was terrible at it terrible But um, I had a really good psychology teacher, Mr. Angel, big him up. Um, I don't even know if he's still there, to be fair, but nah. I wish, you know what, that, this is going to tell you how old I am, and I know listeners, they know anyway. But um, sociology was not a topic when Swear. I was in But over the years... What's psychology? People, sociology. What's psychology, uh, though? No. No, none of them. So those topics just weren't yeah, the ones. But yeah, I, yeah. I hear sociology so all the time now, and yeah. I'm just like, I really wish I had the opportunity <laughs> to go study it. Yeah. Because we all know that a lot of the work that a lot of us are doing now... It's informed by is, that stuff. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and it's just yeah. like, oh, man, I wish yeah, I had... But no, it's interesting that you've... you've you know you can go back and know oh, that you've always yeah, 100%, 100%, 100%. wanted to do something around that. And from college, I knew from then, I just had to keep this going. So did the undergrad naively, obviously did my psychology undergrad, and I thought, yeah, I'm a psychologist now. Little did I know. <laughs> <laughs> Little did I know. Started, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Little did I know. Um, but it's funny, because I guess even uni didn't kind of prepare me for what would come next. So you yeah. have your psychology undergrad and actually surprisingly, I think, I don't know what the stat is, but I saw some research about how many people that do a psychology degree don't go on to do psychology oh. because they're not informed about the next steps. Okay. So I have loads of people in my cohort at undergrad that are just teachers or gone into different fields. Wow. I'm like one of the only ones that went into psychology. Yeah, it's wow. crazy. Wow, so there is a lack of, of information oh, around. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Things might have changed now. Hopefully they've changed now. Um, oh, I hope so. Yeah. 
so because it would be you know you get in that far and they're not realizing yeah yeah how much further <laughs> there is to go exactly that. but I can hear the joy from you oh, in it and, yeah, yeah. and as we we're going to get into obviously <laughs> some of your research a little bit later on but yeah. obviously great things have come yeah. out of that do you know what I mean and what would you describe some of the benefits of therapy to the community because you know that we've just got this stigma yeah people are starting to get a little bit yeah, better enough, saying yeah, it you yeah, know I'm seeing my therapist yeah, it's yeah, coming yeah, but yeah, I you know again when I grew up everyone in America had a therapist and mm. all of the TV programs everyone was like go and see my therapist and we were just like what is going on in America <laughs> what was but now yeah. as we've got older and it's become the purpose of it has become known yeah. now we're like no nah, Americans yeah, was on they it were on it from early long yeah, time early. long long time yeah. so what would you say the benefits are to the community I think one of the biggest benefits of therapy is just talking yeah I think we don't do that enough yeah at all and maybe to someone that doesn't is not affiliated to you or your family yeah, yeah. Oh, it's an interesting one because even when I talk about talking sometimes it is helpful to talk to a family or loved one yeah um, and even then sometimes people struggle to do that yeah and then you have kind of the added layer or some people find it more beneficial and easier to speak to a stranger actually but even in terms of formal therapy speaking to somebody but knowing the right type of therapy that you need can be yes. the tricky part yes because yes. you can be like yeah i'm ready to speak to somebody and i had a conversation with one of the guys in my interviews for my research yeah. and he was basically saying i did the big thing by going to therapy i wanted to yep. speak to someone yeah and the first thing they said to him is what do you want to talk about today oh and he's on this well she should really know black men don't talk <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so you already asking me that question you've set yourself up for failure because yeah, you're not gonna I'm, be able I'm to not gonna be able to respond and open up um, and that's quite I guess that's testament to the type of therapy yeah and the lack of awareness about different types of therapy no definitely because I think I did ask Helen to break down the difference between um, we had counselling and right. therapy yeah because I do feel like sometimes it is a counselling yeah. issue and sometimes it's a therapy issue yeah. but because we've we we throw around yeah, a lot of words. words. I make them interlinked. And, yeah, do yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I think it's yeah. the same when I asked um, um, I asked about schizophrenia mm. and I, cause, because we hear that a lot. Yeah. But we also hear we don't really hear what it is. Yeah. We just hear our oh, and I what guess it is. the thing about therapy, like again, it's one of those words we'll chuck out. But unless you're kind of in that bubble, yes. you don't know that there's different types of therapy. No. So no. I don't know. One might be CBT, cognitive behavioural therapy. Yeah. And that's a big one that people are beginning to become familiar with. More so just because actually NHS services, statutory services are more likely should... to give people yeah. CBT. Yeah. And I guess with CBT there's a I guess it's based on the idea that there's an interlink between your thoughts, emotions, behaviours, yeah. and they kind of get people to challenge some of those thinking styles or different behaviours, but that isn't for everyone. No, no. It's I not think for some people I've said CBT, they're like, oh, no, yeah, I'm yeah. not, not, not that. programming, yeah, 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 yeah. mapping, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the but you're yeah. right. I think, you know, the importance of this month for me with these shows is mm. just to break down so much different elements yeah, of yeah. one thing yeah. from experts and then you know from people like Shocker who've had an actual lived experience mm. um, because I just feel like we don't talk about it enough 
um, and hope I'm hoping I know that these shows are going to open up mm. conversations for yeah. people um, and it's not as I said it's beneficial yeah. to have people like yourself on who are in the community yeah. you're doing the work you're working with young people you're working yeah. with men you're working with families you're doing all of this work yeah. and people need to know like who you are yeah and I guess even with that just me knowing that I have to work on myself like I'm not the finished article no so like even when we think about therapy I guess I'm very much thinking about individual therapy yeah but therapy also needs to go beyond the individual yeah I think people need to tap into couples therapy family yeah. therapy I yeah. have couples therapy yeah I have my own couple's therapy and it is live. No, but you know what? I rate those things. And again, when I think about some of the women that I've worked worked with in Atlanta, they, before they get married, they go and see a financial Mm. coach. They go Mm. and see this coach. They go and see, you know, they are already, yeah, yeah, Yeah. there is, and I think we need to start taking that bit seriously because there are levels to this. And we all, as you said, listen, at my age, I'm not finished. Yeah. I'm still learning yeah. and I'm still, you know, working on myself. And there are things we're growing. So we still need to keep an 100%. eye on those things. 100%. So no, I'm, listen, I'm happy. <laughs> high five, I'm happy for you to say that because sometimes we need to let people know, actually, couples therapy works. Yeah, 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 100%. And actually and going to see a financial yeah. coach before you get married yeah. works. Because yeah. everyone needs to 100%. know. And if you don't know, and if you're not on the same page financially, you can get to know and get yeah. on the same page before you get married. Yeah, 100%. And, find, know, and find what works much. for you, I would say. I think sometimes, um, whether it's individual couples, family therapy, we get put in front of somebody mm. and we don't gel. Yeah. And actually, I think sometimes people feel obligated to carry on that therapy because they're like, well, I'm, th- I'm yeah. here now. Yeah. If I don't continue this, what's going to happen after that? Yeah. And actually, I think it's really important that you have the right person in front yeah, of you. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because what I think when we've worked with young people, they specifically want a certain type of yeah, person. Yeah. And we need to know that. Yeah. And we need to look for that and yeah. source that. Yeah. That can be the hard part, though. It is the, pro- the, hard the pro- part. I guess even within the field of clinical psychology, for years upon years, it's been heavily perceived as a white middle class female profession. Right. So actually, if you and want, I think when we were growing up, it, <laughs> it probably was. When though. we were growing up, it literally was, isn't it? Yeah, All yeah. of the films, yeah, yeah. and maybe that's yeah. the, the scary part for other communities. Yeah, hundred percent. Making it think that you know what, maybe this yeah. is not for us. But also, like when you're looking for choice and there isn't choice, what do you then do? Yeah, yeah. It's heavy stuff. True. Yeah. True. Wow. So now, listen. When 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 would you say mm. is the right time? to let a family friend or family member mm. know that it's time for them to see a professional. Because we can do all the talking, right? Because yeah. I say to a lot of my friends, we could do all the talking, but at yeah. some point I'm going to say to you, you need to go and speak to. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very much like this. And maybe because of the work that I do, um, I can help and guide and support because it's what I do. Mm-hmm. But after a while, I can start to see that, you know what, you need to get a little bit deeper with this. Yeah. And I think you need to go and see someone. Yeah. It is, that's a heavy question. Do you know why? Why? Because I would say it depends on the person that needs the help. Oh. And I say that because they need to be in the right frame of mind okay. to even entertain the idea that you're coming with. Yeah. So I guess what usually happens is people around you often see the differences or the changes in you before you do. Yes. So as an outsider, I might say, you know what, this person is struggling hard. Yeah. Like, I know they would on 100% <clears throat> benefit from speaking to a professional. Yeah. 
but that individual still needs to be ready to do it. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's For where real. things can become really difficult For because real. I can keep suggesting and, and guiding and yeah. um, trying to support that individual in yeah. any way possible. But if they're not ready to kind of step into formal true, therapy, true. it's not going to work. Yeah. And it's not going to work because the ideas, the concepts that you might talk about with your therapist, yeah. they're not going to sink not, in yeah, because you're, you're yeah, not ready. Yeah. And I think so. Within, and also, it's mm, not cheap, right? It's not cheap. Let's just be, listen, <laughs> I'm just going to keep unless it. Unless you back into the NHS. Well, there you go. I'm going to keep it 100. It isn't cheap. It's not cheap at all. Yeah. Um, and this is what I mean that because mm-hmm. there's a cost with kind of looking for therapy privately, yes. again, I think people don't realise that you're in control. You have a lot more power than you think you have. Seek out the type of therapist that you want and you feel that you need. Yeah. In regards to that friend that might not want to access therapy, I think there needs to be a conversation about support around that person. So you might be gently planting seeds with that person. Don't don't rush it. Because they they need to be ready. They need to be ready, 100%. I hear that. Wow, 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 wow. Now listen, every week I say this, you know, when I am researching, trust me, I know what I'm going to do when I retire. All right, yeah. I know what I'm going to do. Investigator, yeah. Yeah, just remember, I was putting that out there, I'm going to be a private investigator. Now, the cycle of trauma, Mm. right? Because we... throw out this word trauma traumatic yeah all the time um, trauma events trauma um, trauma informed all of these things talk to us about the cycle of trauma and is is there different is there different traumas because as I said we throw it around I gave a few examples and obviously in those examples they are used for different things yeah I think there are different traumas the way that I kind of often are kind of break up is individual trauma and community trauma Mm. Um, and they're very different but I think taking a step back we need to understand what trauma is yes because again as you've mentioned people kind of chuck out the word trauma and and actually I think even if you google trauma I don't know if there's a there's a hard definition for it yeah Um, there's hard definitions for traumatic event yes and PTSD but when it comes to trauma I think it gets a bit more grey yeah Um, the way that I kind of perceive trauma is a it's a psychological and emotional response Mm. to a distressing situation yes and from that distressing situation it can impact people emotionally physically psychologically spiritually socially yeah Um, and I think the 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 massive nature of or impact of of that trauma um is subjective trauma is subjective yeah two people might kind of be in a similar situation that they might or that other people might deem to be traumatic yeah but if one of them doesn't see it as traumatic they might not experience traumatic symptoms yes if that yes, makes sense yes 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 so that would be kind of my idea of trauma so then kind of going back to what I mentioned about individual trauma and kind of community trauma. Yeah. So with individual trauma, I guess, yeah, that kind of makes a lot of sense, isn't it? It might be a traumatic situation yeah, that individual themselves yeah, yeah. has experienced. Um, and with individual trauma, there's kind of three, I call them the three E's. So one of them is there needs to be a traumatic event, but that person has perceived that, that event okay. to be traumatic. That's really, really key here. Right. Because if they don't... traumatic for you, may not be traumatic And that's the subjective nature right. of trauma. Yes. 
Yes, yes, I get it, I get it, I'm learning. Listen, you might just see me get that doctorate real soon. I love that. Um, And then the second E is kind of linked to that, but experience, the whole idea that you've experienced whatever event that might be to be really distressing, like overwhelming. Yeah. Like we're talking serious. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then the last E is effects. The fact that it affects people physically and mentally, and those effects can often be quite long-lasting. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how I would kind of label trauma. No, I like that example. I like <laughs> that example because it, you've broken it down in all of the segments. So now yeah. that people, people that now know someone who has had a traumatic event or well, yeah. a traumatic yeah. experience yeah. can now actually realise that this is why the levels, you know. Yeah. Sometimes as a community, we like to speak a lot on, on things that have happened to other yeah. people. yeah. And we don't realise that unless you've been through that, yeah. you can't actually speak on that. But 100%. you can have an yeah. understanding yeah, 100%. once you know what yeah. it means. 100%. And as I said, I feel like tra- the word trauma is just thrown, it is thrown, it's thrown yeah. around. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, no, everyone yeah. needs to get back to what it is and the effects of it. So you yeah. can understand when someone yeah. says, I'm traumatised or yeah. I've had a traumatic event or something yeah. happened to me and I feel like this you get it yeah and I guess with traumatic event that's where there's more harder definitions so the DSM-5 which is like the bible for psychiatrists and diagnosing the traumatic event is in that in in that book and it basically would define a traumatic event as a distressing situation where there is I think it can be like actual or threatened harm yes sexual violence yes serious injury so there's quite particular things that need to have occurred for the DSM to say, okay, that's a traumatic event. Okay, okay, wow. Yeah. Wow. Need to get our hands on this book. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, I mean... (laughs) I bet it's expensive. It probably is expensive, It's interesting. I don't don't even... um, It feels like it's one of those books I don't even know would be accessible to everybody. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's one no, of them it's true. mad, one of those mad books. Key, yeah, one of those key yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And then, and I guess what I was talking about in my research <clears> is that <throat> when we think about traumatic events, which makes a lot of sense, we usually think about people that are victims yes. of trauma, yes, uh, or victims of kind of harm or serious injury or sexual sexual yes. violence, or have witnessed that, yes. Um, and my research was kind of touching on a little bit of a grey area. Okay. Because there's a lot of research now talking about something called perpetrator trauma. Yes. And this idea that you can have done... and It, it feels a bit tense when you think about it, but yeah. this idea that you can be a perpetrator of some form of violence. Yeah. And you might... You might have scarred yourself psychologically and emotionally because you've enacted harm, serious harm to against someone. somebody. Yeah. Um, and usually we don't think about things like that because we think, oh, this this person's a perpetrator. How how could they? Yeah, feel a certain feel way. a certain way yeah. because they've done something. I mean, but... unless you work with young people in mm. those fields, because I feel like you know, for my own work, which is you know, young people that have experienced domestic abuse at yeah. home, unhealthy relationships. Yeah. Um, um, criminal and sexual exploitation and sexual yeah. violence. For me, um, I work with boys and girls yeah. and I see both sides. And as you said, it is mm. very, very delicate. Yeah. Um, but for us, when we're working with young people that have experienced any type of those yeah. violences, yeah. it's almost like in our heads, we are always thinking about that young person yeah. and the effects of what has happened on that- both sides. Because that's you know the, that's the nature of our work, and the wider community aren't always going to see that. Mm. But that's because we are 
working in this every day mm. and you may have read something yeah. once a week or once every two weeks or once a month or you might have seen something online today but yeah. this is our every yeah. day yeah. Um, and I suppose that's why your research means so much to us who's mm. working with young yeah. people because it's you know it's important for us yeah. to know these things so before we go to the research <laughs> I'm like wait a minute <laughs> Before we go to the yeah, research, there's been a lot of talk around PTSD. Mm. And again, <clears throat> this is something that is also thrown around. Mm. Very much so. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it's one of those yeah. things that's, that's thrown around and yeah. we don't actually understand and what it, like, what is yeah. it? So I'm going to put to you, Mr. Ron, yeah. what is PTSD and what are possibly some of the symptoms? Hmm... Heavy, heavy, heavy. Um, do you know what's really interesting? What you said, I guess, with PTSD, I think a lot of people will say that they have PTSD and won't be far from probably experiencing PTSD without yes. really understanding what they're talking about. Yes. So, again, if you think about this DSM-5, which is this Bible for psychiatrists and psychologists, mm -hmm. PTSD is a psychiatric diagnosis. Right. And you have to meet particular emotional behavioural and cognitive symptoms as a result of being exposed to a traumatic event. Right. So there's very particular symptoms that you need to hit. Um, with PTSD, you could only have a diagnosis if you were experiencing those symptoms one month after the traumatic event occurred oh. and you must have been experiencing those symptoms for more than a month. So this is where it gets quite technical for professionals. Right. When you think about that, actually, well, most people probably have some form of PTSD because they're ex they've been experiencing yeah. for years. Yes. Years yes. upon years upon yes. years. And haven't quite understood the things that they're experiencing or the symptoms. And actually, the symptoms can often become second nature. They become part of who you are and your identity. Right. Um, so a big, big symptom of PTSD is what we call hypervigilance. This idea of constantly being on edge, yeah. scanning your environment. I'm going to be real, a lot of people do that. I do yes, that. Yes, of course. But people don't realise that that has come from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And I think it, it brings me to... It, it brings me to when some people don't like sitting with their back in the restaurant. Listen, right? I'm one of those people. Listen, <laughs> back on the bus, there's a reason for this. Yes. And, it, and it's something <laughs> that everyone listening now must have experienced oh, someone yeah, who has said, oh, can we swap yeah, seats? Or oh, I don't want my back to the yeah, door. I don't 100%. want... And this just yeah. makes me think, wow. Yeah. It's and deeper than we... It's deeper than it's what we think. Deep. And in this situation, of course you're not thinking about it. You're, you're no. just thinking... Some I people, just want to sit there. <laughs> you know really? I, mean? I just don't want my but back. But like, um, I've been in relationships <clears throat> with people where I've done that and I can see that the woman's like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, why are you doing that? Yeah. And... I guess that goes to a larger conversation that we don't really talk about our traumas no, for no, one yeah. with other people no. but we don't even process our own traumas no. so like for me growing you up you said you might not you know you might not even realise you're, you're doing, doing that it. that so is it yeah for real that is it and let, until you have that conversation and then someone goes every time we go yeah, out yeah, this is what yeah, you do yeah, yeah but even if they have that conversation a lot of people won't even process that to yeah. think that is linked to, to. PTSD wow. at, at all at all so, um, like, say that I'm sitting in front of a client, or anybody, actually, I wouldn't kind of often give them that jargon term of PTSD. I no. like to break it down. You're going to break it, yeah. Come on, we have to, because yeah. it has to be accessible, And I agree it? with you, because I feel like there needs to be a breakdown, because as you said, some people may have picked up 
yeah. the words PTSD yeah. Yeah. and it actually may yeah. be a form of, yeah. as you said. And, and you know what? I've been naughty here. I haven't even defined it. I'm just saying PTSD and I haven't yeah. even said what the full term it, is. It, yeah. Post-traumatic stress disorder. So whenever I'm breaking it down to people, I'll do that. So post, meaning that after. So the idea that you will be experiencing these symptoms after the traumatic event has yes. happened. Yes. Kind of that one month period we spoke about. Yep. Um, traumatic, the idea that you have to yourself have perceived that traumatic event to yeah. be traumatic yeah. it goes back to what we were talking about the subjectivity of it yes stress yes. the idea that you will develop lots of um, different traumatic responses whether that be physically psychologically emotionally as a result of exposure to that traumatic event yeah and then disorder the d meaning that if you don't address this it's gonna it's gonna be an enduring yeah. long-lasting yeah. problem wow. heavy Wow. You know, like, honestly, honestly, I mean, for anyone who's locked in, this is Still Got It Talk Show, it's Reach London Radio. We've got Ron Dodsrow, clinical and community psychologist, just breaking down to us, you know, PTSD. We've spoken about the cycle of trauma. And I just feel like, just wow. (laughs) This conversation couldn't have come at a better time for the community, for me, for you. Yeah, 100%. And I'm just hoping that people just pass this on yeah. because there's so much it's to come from it it's important it's really really important and I'm one of those people that I think all people have gone through something that they've perceived to be traumatic yeah you might not it might not have escalated to PTSD yeah but you still might be able to identify with some of those kind of symptoms and responses yeah. that come yeah so I think all people will be able to tap into yeah no definitely wow wow <laughs> right now listen the research. Yeah. You know the maddest thing? The life of a top Come on. Right? I mean, what a time yeah, for what, you to what deliver a this a hundred percent. The last top Listen, boy has just... I, Netflix might be listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to tag Netflix. Like, we're going to tag Netflix. I mean, what a time mm, 100%. to have this research here. Yeah. Yeah. The time has been crazy. And... Because, again, we talked about the PTSD and we talked about traumatic events. And when we think about Top Boy Mm. and how they live in the programme, what they're doing, this is real people's lives. And how do they live a life like that and go home? 100%. And deal? 100%. Quite easily, to be fair. Um, So, like... One of the symptoms of PTSD is what we call numbing. So people numb their emotions because actually, if you're in a, an environment that is full of constant threats and conflicts, yeah. sometimes you can't show edge. emotion because you're always on edge. edge. And actually sometimes, I guess it's, a, it's self-preservation. Sometimes it might be, I can't show these emotions because if I do, I might let somebody in which could be dangerous. Yeah. I might... Uh, respond differently because I'm now experiencing these emotions yeah, which yeah, could kill me yeah so yeah, numbing actually yeah. then becomes ad- adaptive it becomes survival wow. and that's where things can get quite tricky because you're utilizing PTSD symptoms but you're doing it to survive to survive Damn. heavy heavy yeah wow And again, these are things we don't think about, right? Because we think about, you know, the life of a top boy, the program. It's just a program. It's not just a program. There are people living their life like this 
for real. Yeah. Now, without telling us too much, because I know that there's, you know, still a few days before you do deliver your research. I don't want Helen calling me up, telling me about <laughs> getting all these exclusives before it goes out. But listen, listen, you better censor yourself because I don't want Helen to come after me. Oh, right. But um, without giving too much away, tell us a mm. little bit about the research and what it involves and maybe who you spoke to. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So without giving too much, um, the research is about me interviewing young black men in the community about their experiences um, of what other people might term gang-affiliated trauma. Okay. And... In my research, basically, I don't even like the word gang. I hate it. Yeah. I just want to throw it out there. That, I hate it. A lot of us it. that work with young hate, people hate, hate is it. because it's an also an assumption of a group of people. Yeah, 100%. That may just be, they might have just met up around the 100%. corner and they bust this corner and there's 100, 100%. X amount of them. And, and what I will say is if anyone gets a chance to read all 35,000 words <laughs> of my thesis... <laughs> You'll never. No, I say that because you'll get a better sense of it's a lot of words. What, but I think people need to go and look. Hundred percent. But you'll get a better sense of why I've used the word gang. So yeah. I've kind of used it because I want my research to be slapped in the face of statutory services. Yes. Because who used those words? Use those words and use those tom- terminologies. And use those terminologies. Yes. And for me, it was like I need. I want this research to go far. So yeah. I'm going to have to check myself and be annoyed and use their language to so that it, they can understand what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. So that's and kind I of totally why I used the word gang. But and, and it made me iffy. <laughs> but you know what? And sometimes when you're delivering this level of research, and I suppose mm. this is something for the community when you're delivering that level of research it's not just for the community yeah, this yeah, is going 100%. to the big yeah. top top 100%, 100%. top so they can start to understand yeah, yeah, what's happening yeah. on a lower level yeah, 100, 100%. And, and the realness and the deepness of it Woo. and it was deep man the stuff that the guys were coming out with was deep um, stuff that I anticipated but stuff that surprised me actually wow I was shocked by some of the things that they said wow how many um, young men would you say you spoke to I had eight okay so eight so those are like eight big and very different experiences very age groups very the age range was 19 to 32 wow I know I know right wow that's a big yeah that's a big 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 Oh, I love those guys. Like, speaking to them kind of reinforced for me, one, the work, why I do this, and two, what I need to do moving forward. Yeah. Because now that I have this info, I can't be one of those guys. This is the thing, isn't it? it? You've done this, like, what we do with the research. There you go. What we do in the research. It has to go somewhere. And it has to go somewhere where I know it's going to change these guys' lives. Yeah. So, even, so I'm still in contact with them. And for me, it's important that they also have a voice and a stake in what they, where they want this research to go. Of course, of course. Oh, it feels, you know, like my heart feels so touched because that's really special what you said. Like, you are the voice for them. They've got their voice. Yeah. I'm, and the thing is about, again, I write, read my thesis seriously, but I kind of talk about kind of this idea that when safe and comfortable spaces are facilitated for black men, they have loud voices, yeah. serious loud voices. The issue is that 
society limits them opportunities to be voiced. Yeah. So I guess with where I'm at now, as a black man, as a doctor in clinical psychology, Come on. I know that mm-hmm. that affords me into different spaces to have these types of conversations. Yes. So for me, it's... Where many may how, not. Where yeah. many may yeah. not, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So how can I bring those voices with me? Yeah. Yeah. And use the power that I know I have, because I do have power. No, that's right. I'm in a position now where I have power. I have to do Most something definite. with it. Most definitely. Most definitely. And it. you've spent a lot of time getting <laughs> yourself to get into yeah, these yeah. spaces. Yeah. And, and I feel like, you know, these conversations about getting ourselves into spaces and yeah. making a difference, like we have to be pushing and fighting 100%. for those things. We can't just keep going around and round yeah, and round. Yeah, 100%. You know, conversations like this are getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it's still new here in the UK, but I know in the US, they are, you know, they're probably two, three years ahead like, of on us it. with black men's mental on health. It, on it. You know, you've got NFL uh, stars yeah, coming yeah, forward and yeah, talking yeah. about, you know, um, the high rates of suicide Decide, yeah. um, within the professional athlete field alone. That's mm, just one part. Mm. You know, so there are there's lots of conversations to take place and I know that I can see you taking this a lot yeah. further and I know it's just yeah. the beginning for you, but it sounds Honestly, deep. Uh, it is deep, but I think for me, this is this is my lived experience growing up. Like yeah, I've, the people around you, the things you've seen, the things you've heard. Yeah, how could I how could I not <clears throat> kind of shine a voice to that? Um and it's funny because even yesterday I told you it was my birthday. One of my guys sent me, you know those pictures where it's like before and now? Yeah. Honestly, hilarious. But he showed me a picture. I'm talking, this is a good 18, 20 years ago, where it's me and my boy. You know, we might have been perceived as hoodlums. So we've got our kind of um, bandanas on. We've got our tags (laughs) in the background. And then where we are now in terms of suited and booted, like it was just crazy because... When I saw that, the first thing I thought about is we had been in crazy situations. Yeah. And yet there's loads of things I haven't even told my boy about yeah. the traumatic experiences yeah. I've, I've had. Yeah. And I guess for me, that fueled this research. Yeah. It fueled me in terms of knowing that there are so many people that have experienced traumatic events yeah. but haven't I'm ever excited. shared those, haven't yeah. ever spoke to their boys yeah. or their missus or, yeah. or family or whoever it yeah. might be, or professional, yeah. whoever it might be. Yeah. And yet there's a story that needs to be told. Yeah. Wow, so powerful. Mm. So why why would do you think that we offer enough spaces for men in the community? Big fat no. <laughs> big fat <laughs> I knew no. it was gonna be, but you know, I have to ask. Big, big fat no. What do you think we should be doing? Because, you know, mm. these are, you know, our brothers, our fathers, mm. you know, our sons. For me, these are like my grandsons we're talking about. So what kind of what do we need to do as a community? Yeah. I think the, we need to fix yeah. up. Hundred percent. We need to fix up. I mean, the first thing that sprung to mind was this idea of a safe space. What is that? Yeah. Because I think men in the community will have one perception of what they see as safe space. Yeah. And I don't think that's always the same as what a statutory service might see as a no, safe space. No. And for me, safe spaces have to be physically and psychologically safe. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of services go about thinking, how can I make this safe sp- um, this space safe physically? Yeah. Without really thinking, okay, do I have everything in place for me to ensure that this person in front of me feels yeah comfortable in themselves in their skin yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. and psychologically in order for us to do what we yeah. plan to do 
I don't think that's always the case. No, and I think that takes a lot of work. And I say that as someone who teaches healthy relationships, healthy relationships with self, consent, sexual harassment. You know, when I go into schools or colleges with that, I always have to think about me. If I have to deal with a situation, what does that look like? And then before the end of that session, what am I leaving these young people with? Hundred, hundred. Yeah, we can't just open people up, and I feel like walk away. You know what I mean? And I feel like online, it brings me to thinking. Online, people are posting events and things like that, things that are happening that are traumatic to Mm. the outside world. Mm. We are not thinking about who's going to see that, who's it going to affect. How many people is it going to affect? All for you to just be the first person to post that. And I'm going to say that because I need the community to think about these things. hundred, hundred. You know, think about how they affect others because every time I go and deliver, that's everything that I need to think about in that space. And again, I keep going back to my research. I don't think I'm giving spoilers to be fair, but I talk a lot about the idea that the media has a massive part to play in re-traumatising people. Yeah, agreed. Because at w- basically agreed. what you've just said. Yeah. And, yeah, and people in the community are now starting to pick that up. Mm. And instead of calling the police or the ambulance or yeah, someone's yeah, mum or yeah, dad yeah, or yeah, family yeah. member, just you guys are recording. 100%. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I yeah. really hope that this conversation with us is just opening up people's eyes yeah. to thinking like, no, we're doing too much. Way too much. And I guess... We're doing too much. And this is the difficulty because it feels like at the moment, and it's quite sad, there's no love anymore. There's no love in the community. There's no love for each other. So it's easy for people to desensitise themselves and take out their phone and record something. But then they're not thinking about the ramifications of uploading that. Yeah. So yeah. if I've... I don't know. If I've, if, I've been st- if I've been stabbed in the past... And somebody's taken a video of somebody being stabbed yeah. or somebody on the floor in a pool of blood yeah. and you post that online. That's, that's a trigger yeah. for me. Yeah, a massive trigger. Right. Yeah. So I'm now left in my house having to deal with the ramifications of yeah. now being triggered yeah. or because you wanted what clickbait and views. Yeah. And I think that's definitely something that the community needs to think about. Yeah, 100%. Triggering people. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. And just being, you know, more sensitive to the things that we post, the yeah. things that we say. Yeah. Yeah. And the effects that it has on the community. Yeah. And I think us today even talking about PTSD and trauma, mm. what that looks like, what yeah. it feels like for yeah. other people, yeah. will now help people to actually think yeah. about these things. Because yeah. we are we are re-traumatising the community. Yeah, and then we're, yeah. there's a level of work that's being done yeah. and then it's being undone yeah. by the things that are being yeah. put out. Yeah, and I guess I kind of don't want to steer away from the fact that statutory services are part of the problem too because they re-traumatise so if I think about the police yeah in my again in my research I was talking a lot about um, Chris Cabot kind of the situation that occurred not too long ago and the fact that the police killed him which I guess can then lead to community violence and community trauma Trauma. because you're now traumatising in response to how you perceive the police for one and how yeah. you respond when the police are around. Yeah. And yeah. Because it will change. It should change attitudes, right? 100%. How could, it, how could it not? How yeah. could it not? It has to. How could it not? So, again, when we think about trauma and this idea that you don't need to directly have experienced something for it to be a traumatic event for you. So, I could have been in my house and kind of heard about the whole situation around Chris Webber and yeah. that could have traumatised me. Yeah. And then that now impacts how I view the police. So if the yeah. police come up to me, that's a trigger. Yeah, yeah. Massive trigger. Yeah. And there's not enough of a, there's not enough of a communication kind of, 
yeah, there's not enough communication between the police and how they navigate spaces yeah. and how they even approach yeah. people. Yeah. Because actually that could be traumatising. Yeah, definitely. And it's also an area that the wider community don't think enough about oh, 100%. Yeah, the effects yeah, yeah. of something yeah, 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 happening yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah. somebody else it's almost like well you wasn't there exactly how can that. it affect you well exactly how can you that. say I wasn't exactly there how that. can it affect me exactly that because we are all affected by things differently and, and I think people focus on the practical bit so people might be like oh it affected me getting home they called yeah, they yeah, called them off yeah, the road yeah, it was yeah, long yeah 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 but they're not thinking yes. about the fact that I, somebody might have to walk past and see blood on the ground yeah yeah and how that and and how it mentally affects yeah, people and that's yeah. what's always missing we think practically and physically but yeah, we're not, psychologically yeah. and emotionally we just we distance it it's sad wow it's given a lot to think about you know it's given a lot, a lot, a lot to think about. And I knew um, from the first one of these shows when I spoke to um, Helen and Dr. River, I knew mm. these, these shows was going to be just blowing me away. <laughs> like each and every week, I'm blown away because the deepness that we yeah, are just so not yeah, thinking about yeah, yeah. in our everyday yeah, life. Yeah. We're just yeah. not thinking enough. At all. I'm excited. I'm actually going to be part of the <laughs> community trauma conference. I'm jumping Jeez. in. I'm jumping in because I'm telling you now, yeah. the research, the information, the education that we could all get I can't wait. from yeah. this. I, I mean, wait. you must be yeah. excited. I'm so excited. Yeah. You know, the, the time it's yeah. taken for you. I mean, the, the words that it's taken. I mean, I don't know how you're going to break down because every bit you know what I mean? of yeah. what they said, yeah. you're going to want to be in there. Yeah. You just can't because you just yeah. be you'll have know, right? hundreds <laughs> <laughs> you'll have the biggest book in Guinness Book of Records um, but you must be really really excited and extremely yeah. proud of yourself and also of those young men yeah. who actually took the time yeah. out to share those deep- I, ha- I have to big them up I think for me it has been a massive honour actually yeah. one to be trusted Yes. With their voice because yes. they didn't have to talk to me. Yes. They didn't. They didn't. No. And actually, even now that they have, they're trusting me to do something about with it. that. Yeah. Something about it. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually, I'm proud of that. Yeah. So forget the thesis. Of course, I'm proud about that. But for yeah. me, this is bigger than the 35,000 words I've written. Yeah. This is, I have, the way I perceive it is I have these, these men's, I have them in my hands. Life, yeah. Their experiences, Their experiences. everything. Yeah. And I now need to send that to statutory service, the government, whoever it might be, yeah. services. This is what I know. This is what we know. Yeah. What are you going to do about, do about it? it? Oh, I'm extremely, extremely proud. Mm. Now, listen, I know that we are running down of time <laughs> and every time I'm like, I've got so much more. Yeah. I've got so much more. But you know what? Given the experiences that you've had, yeah. what would you tell your younger self about mental health and Ooh. men's well-being? Um, talk more mm. and cry more. Mm. It sounds, it sounds, it might sound wild, it might not to be fair, but... Um, no, I think the cry more is relevant yeah, because it's relevant. when you think yeah. that you're hold, when you hold yourself back from yeah. crying, you know how it feels. Yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. how it feels you want to cry yeah. you can't you're just holding it yeah. in you know how that feels yeah. inside and to actually release that more and the reason I thought about that is in one of my interviews one of the guys said that to me and he's like when he's on road even if something happens he has to contain that kind of Emotion. sadness yeah. as soon as he gets home breaks down and actually for me it was like you know what I can imagine that a lot of people have done that 
Um, and actually, I can imagine a lot of people just remain numb. They don't allow themselves to cry. Yeah. And I think I was one of those people. Yeah. So I think for me, it's just a healthier way to express some emotions. So I would yeah. say cry more. Talk more. I mean, I've kind of mentioned to you about the situation with my boy. Like, yeah, of course. Of 20 course. years deep. and there's so, 25 years deep and we still haven't spoken about things. Yeah. And I think I would have preferred to have spoken about things when I was younger. Yeah, just then, to help process it for yeah, myself. Yeah, of course. Um, which I don't think happened. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, uh, uh. Now, you know what? Do you have any to hand, any organisations that you can think of um, that any young men or men that are locked in listening or even for, you know, for the ladies, for the wives, the sisters, Mm. the mothers um, that they may have to hand to give... I mean, it's interesting because as soon as I thought about that, it's, it's all kind of like charities that pop to mind. Yeah. And I think that, it's not sad, but it just means the statutory services have a lot to do. Yeah, most definite. Most <laughs> definite. Because when it comes to certain things, there is a level of work that's being done in the yeah, community. Yeah, 100%. The community. But it's just this educational yeah, yeah. piece that yeah. we all need to understand yeah. as a community. Yeah. Going forward. Yeah. So, like, initially I was thinking about Javenis because I guess oh, that's. Come on, come on. Come on. Jeez, jeez. Some serious work that is going on. 100%. Some serious work that's going and on. And I have to big up Javenis massively because they got me all my participants. Come on. So, when I think about people that claim to be doing this work, mm-hmm. and when I reached out, everyone was silent. So, of course they might be doing their thing, they might be doing their work, but I have my biased views on that because I think silence speaks volumes and Winston went far and beyond to ensure that I could do this. He put a lot of faith and trust in me, so I have to big up Javenis. And extremely, extremely proud of you, what you've done, and and also the young men involved, and and how much of a difference it's going to make, because we're going to make it make that difference. We are going to make sure that it makes it. Yeah, yeah. I can't not allow it to. Like, I won't rest until this is got where it needs to get. I, I can't. Yeah, yeah. Where can everyone find you, Ron? I know you're going to be Community Trauma Conference. Yeah. Come on. I'm actually quite active on Twitter, to be fair. Um, I see. I'm active. <laughs> um, so my Twitter handle's ndodsro. And a lot of people are like, why is it N? Um, funny fact. So my, Ga- my Ghanaian name is Niyama. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put ndodsro. Um, and I'm jumping on TikTok. <laughs> People don't even, people don't, listen, I was at work one day and someone said to me, Ron, jump on TikTok, you will bang. And I was like, they're like, is it going off you on TikTok? I haven't done it yet. (laughs) (laughs) But when I I was on here for a bit, I've come off. It feels quite, it's a lot, TikTok's a lot, you know. It is. And you've got, you know, I I see, I see it as like jumping in a skipping rope, you know, like you see the skipping rope and everyone's like, jump in, jump in. Because the minute you jump in, it's going off. Yeah, yeah, it's going off. And that's, that's my only worry. Um, and I don't even do socials like that. Socials scare me. It sounds wild, but socials scare me. I used to be on Twitter more than Winston. And I'm going to say no, that is it? on air. And now this guy has taken Winston over. Is and I am you know. silent on Twitter. Winston on Twitter is wild. I'm silent. Listen, shout out to everyone <laughs> who is of a certain age that is popping on yeah, TikTok, yeah. on Twitter, and on IG. IG I love. TikTok, I will get there. But for those of you that are of a certain age and you are popping on the socials, yeah. big up to you. Because it's 100%. not easy, especially when you're working, you're trying to get across all of those things and you've got to be professional. You've got to be this, you've got to be that. It's a lot. 
It's true. It's a lot. Ron, you have been amazing today. Thank you so so much seriously i will be a part of the community trauma conference and as i said uh, there are still tickets available for the community trauma conference on all the socials if you want to hear more about ron's research along with yvette's research and i know that there's a few other people that are going to be sharing their research for the first time as well make sure you get involved next week we're going to have another pop-in show on black men's mental health and well-being have a great day um ron thank you again thank you guys for listening you can find us at reach ldn radio shouts out to management you can find me at underscore steel underscore got underscore it or official jenny steel see you next week thank you for having me into the Steel Gutted Talk Show with Jimmy Steel on Reach London Radio.